One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, what the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. bad idea is a bad idea. You can try and dress it up as much as you want, but then you're just some weirdo trying to put thoughts on clothes. Don't do it. WWE has been going so long, they sometimes feel they can write out such things, and I'm here to tell you, they can't. I'm also Simon from What Culture. Please remember to eat five fruit and veg a day, and hit that subscribe button. And this is 10 very bad WWE ideas that lasted four years. Number 10, the Roman Reigns mega push. This is even worse now, because when we eventually lent into all the madness and turned Roman Reigns heel, he has become one of the best characters in ages. All that backlash for absolutely no reason. It really did get to a point too where everybody but Vince McMahon was like, hmm, maybe we should do something here. I suppose bravo to Vinnie Mac for believing he could make this work. Given it went on for about five years though, it just seems a little bit silly. You'll scratch your head when you remember WWE already knew all of this given The Rock went through the exact same experience, but nope. Roman would have to ignore all these boos and poses, especially at the 2015 Royal Rumble. Dwayne Johnson and was even brought into that show to try and help and you want to know what happened? Everybody jeered. How was this not the turning point? It wasn't and it took a global pandemic to do it, but you know what they say. For the love of everything, just listen to the fans already. Timeless saying that one. Timeless. Number nine, gimmick pay-per-views. I do not like gimmick pay-per-views, and as a man who is always trying to be a Mr. Positive Pete, that is saying something. The major problem with them is that it locks you into an idea, even if that idea doesn't suit the current period. Plus, you take your stipulations and run them into the ground. The only ones that really make sense are Money in the Bank and the Royal Rumble, but Hell in a Cell, Elimination Chamber, TLC, Extreme Rules, and who knows what else, are so retroactively fit into what WWE needs that these matches lose their fear, especially the Cell. Remember when that one was first rolled out? people were terrified of it. Now it's just something in June. Now, to be fair, WWE is set to reduce these in 2022, so we shall wait and see. But the best stories build to these insane affairs and aren't just fitted in because that's what the calendar says. Number eight, really long pay-per-views. I was there. WrestleMania 35, New York. It was fun. I was pumped. And seven hours later, I felt like I'd been given a little bit too much entertainment and I wanted to go to sleep. And I know it seems silly criticizing getting more bang for your buck, but I tell you, I don't find it very fun. It's why Mania has now gone over two nights as I suppose WWE can't help themselves and the truth is anything going that long is going to be a challenge. It kind of took away from the main event too as by that time there was no energy left and we were all totally drained. I personally even think five hour shows push it. So going an extra 120 minutes? Sheesh. We've seen numbers creeping up ever since the WWE Network came into existence as watch time is a much desired stat but you do have to pace these things out so most people are left wanting more. The fan feels like they've got their fill for life. Ain't never gonna return. I don't know about you either, but the fear now is that we'll get two back-to-back seven-hour shows, and I will tell you, I cannot handle this. 
seven authority figures. This was more than fine for a while, truly it was. It kind of grew to prominence during the Attitude Era as Mr. McMahon dominated proceedings, and I get why WWE wanted to keep going back to the idea. We had success with it once, so why not again? Well, the simple reason is eventually we'd pass the point when it was still a creative endeavor, but on and on it went. It's even stranger as WWE has found the perfect way to present this role in 2022, and they fired him. William Regal was awesome at this in NXT, and while Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville do a solid job in their positions, they have now become the cliched evil bosses that try and screw over all their employees, and it's just not needed. You're also always going to struggle given the connections Vince had to the company. Eric Bischoff used to do that role across the way, and Triple H was also tied into the family legacy. So when they were being referred to as the top brass, at least you could justify it. Really, it's become a device that has run its course, so that's an area we could discuss far more wildly with WWE. Really, it's time to hit reset on both Raw and SmackDown, given they've been the same for over 20 years. I don't think it's going to happen. Number six, the actual authority. And surprisingly, all this did indeed go past its peak when we last did it on a huge scale. I wouldn't call the authority a failure by any means, but there were issues. The Daniel Bryan situation has been well documented, and there was also the fact that while Triple H would often get his, Stephanie McMahon never would. The megalomaniac manager has to get their comeuppance at some stage, otherwise there's no payoff for the audience. When the Bryan story was done too, we just took Roman and tried to repeat the magic, and we've already talked about that. For better or worse, it just didn't click, and nobody else really benefited. This wasn't a Steve Austin of the Rock situation who did come out the other side bigger than they were going in. So it was just something to do because we did it before or a structure we knew how to work around and within. And again, I don't want to keep going on about it. Sometimes you just got to do something new. Number five, name changes. I really don't care about this. I have so many real issues in my life. I just can't bring myself to get mad because WWE changes somebody's name. However, that doesn't mean it isn't really stupid because it is. And look, there is a reason to do it here and there. If you've got a fresh-faced superstar and you want to create them in your own image, awesome. Go nuts. Makes sense. This isn't what usually happens, though, because instead we take Walter and we make him Gunther. We tell Matthew Riddle he can't be Matthew anymore, Biggie Langston loses his surname, and Bron Breaker is secretly a Steiner, but don't you dare say it out loud. You've got to treat your audience with respect, and this simply doesn't. You're being asked to just go with some flow, even though some of the individuals, e.g. Walter, have been long-running champions in the same company. It's like me being asked to be called Derek Manpower, which would be my NXT name if you care. You ain't gonna do it, though. You're gonna go, shut up, Simon. And then I gotta go cry in my room. Number four, brand warfare at the Survivor Series. Aside from another idea that's simply in need of some freshening up, WWE's decision to just cross the lines of the brand split throughout the year has taken the concept in November and buried it even before you get there. I mean, how can anyone be that excited when we've seen wrestlers jump ship for the past 12 months while also telling us they don't care if they're on Raw or SmackDown? You can't just wave a magic wand and say that everyone is now ready to bleed red or blue it doesn't work and it falls back into that territory of well we always do this so we'll do it again no there's also no stakes to this battle so why would anybody put their best foot forward it still seems strange this doesn't tie into the rumble somehow much as that ties into wrestlemania but hey, not going to happen now. We are too far down the line. Number three, the DX rub. I am going to go out on a limb and say we are probably done with this specific one now. Triple H has far more important things to worry about. Shawn Michaels is down in NXT. Billy Gunn is with AEW. Road Dog got let go. Sean Waltman is just being a really good dude on the indies. So I don't think it's on the cards for a good old while. There was this prolonged period though where almost like clockwork, DX would get back together and just wreck the stars of today. Happened to Damian Sando, The Revival, Elias, we got the opposite with Finn Balor and the club, but that was a little bit odd. I get you want the big names from yesteryear to try and shine a spotlight on the new guys, but that's never what really happens. It just becomes an avenue to do some nostalgia with some rookie being murked. Given that Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley only recently, I feel WWE will stick with this until 
this generation becomes the old guard, and then amazingly we'll try and switch it. You know what, too? It's probably gonna work. Number two, developmental. The idea of a wrestling developmental system is a very good one. I suppose this goes back to Jim Cornette's vision of what OVW should be, where he taught Greenhorns what it took to make it in the WWE, so that when the big leagues needed a new face, they could see who was ready to give it a go. Triple H turned this into something else with NXT, even if that did morph into a go-to promotion for awesome independent talent, but still, there was a production line of guys and girls being prepared for their futures and the odd success would come through. That sentence was the problem, however, as it shouldn't be the odd success. Some reason, WWE seemed to think that they were pushing somebody else's talent. Before long, it literally did become a case of cutting your teeth down in Florida before you got some buzz, when Vince McMahon would change everything about you. It begged the question what the point of all this preamble was, and honestly, it helped nobody. Talent felt like they were being misused, the powers that be thought that they knew better. It was a mess. It's why NXT 2.0 will hopefully breed better results, but even then, the checklist for what makes a WWE superstar is now so specific, it takes away a lot of the fun wrestling is all about. Really, I could have summed this up in one sentence. Let's just hope with all our hearts, Bron Breaker smashes it. Otherwise... Row. Number one, scripted promos. WWE began scripting their promos somewhere around the year 2000. You know what? Good for them. If somebody needs a helping hand, this should be on offer, and even Brian Danielson said recently he enjoyed the process. The problem is that this became mandatory for everyone, and that's just silly. Some birds can't have their wings clipped, they need to fly. Instead, you had to break through the ceiling to get this honor, like a John Cena, but even then, he was somewhat tied. His position just meant he could riff with the material and get away with it. When you have someone like Steve Austin saying he likely wouldn't have been the star he was if he had to go through this though. How is that not enough? Some of these scripts are bizarre too and make human beings sound like they've come from another planet and that's just not relatable. I don't think we need to draw a line under them entirely, but picking and choosing our moments would be appreciated. I think AEW has shown that you can get some true magic when the cuffs are off and there's plenty of WWE employees who could do this too. They're just not allowed. I find that quite odd. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.